everybody. This is April Stutzman. We got another episode here for you of Glory Stories. I'm so excited to be interviewing this special guest today to talk about the glory of God, some of the first times they experienced the presence of God, how they cultivated the presence of God, and different stories that impacted their life, whether it was transformation into glory, miracles that happened, and I want you to be a part of what this guest has to say, how they have experienced the heart of God in his presence so that you, my friend, can enjoy their story and see how you too can experience the glory and the presence of God in your everyday life. So I'd like to welcome my special guest that I'm interviewing. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be on here live tonight. It was amazing. Nick and Katie, I just got back from being at Revival Harvest America and the School of the Prophets. It was just an awesome time to see what, what God and Holy Spirit is doing in California and doing in LA. So I just can't wait to share um, Nick and Katie's glory story. They're excited to be on tonight. I just love the, this couple. They're amazing leaders. And I'm just going to have them share a little bit about how they met and get into glory stories. Hey, Ray. So if you're on here, just um, share the broadcast, especially if you have somebody you know that needs prayer with people tonight. And I can't wait. Nick and Katie will be on. Hey, Mom, how are you? All right. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. I'm so excited for you guys to be on tonight to see what the Lord's going to do. I got Nick and Katie Mahoris. They are co-founders of Worship Leader Development, and they um, develop worship leaders. But we're going to go into a little icebreaker, and we're going to get you guys to open up. And uh, it's so funny. I was telling them, everybody on here watching, I was telling them I don't normally um, do couples together, but they just flow so well together, especially leading worship as a couple. What a unique calling. Yeah. That's awesome. So share a little bit how you guys met and then we'll we'll get into the glory stories. Uh you know, we, we met probably I think we well we met once that Katie doesn't remember very well. <laughs> um, Apparently he came over for a Thanksgiving dinner. I don't remember. Yeah, I came oh, over for so cute. Yeah, so we talked for like literally like an hour and a half and she has no record. Wow. But it's okay, you know. Maybe I, she was playing a little hard to get, right? Probably. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds That's like so her. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no, we actually ended up meeting through a church that our families had kind of always been a part of. It was a ministry that had kind of um, gone away for a season. It came back. Um, her parents were there for um, for a few years. And then my mother and I came and I just kind of was visiting. Uh, I, I was just about to graduate high school and I heard her singing on stage. I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. We had known each other <laughs> through high school, knew the same people. Like I, there'd be a few times I'd ask about her like once every like we few months. Never hung, never hung out, never, you know, had the same <laughs> people we knew. Um, but I, I heard this girl singing and I was like, huh, whose voice is that? And I went out and I saw it was Katie and I went, I just was like, oh wow, that's, Katie Tomagahan, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, and so we were friends. We led on a team for a long time um, at that church, a youth worship team, and kind of I mean, we've been we've been leading teams longer than we've been um, together, actually. Wow. I mean, we've been together for almost ten years now, coming up on ten years now, 
and we've been leading teams for about 12 or 11 years. That's, a, that's what I love about you guys is your ability to flow together. It's like a uniqueness, the one, the oneness that you guys have and the leadership. Y'all are dismantled for leadership. So I just want to thank you for carrying that for 10 years. Yeah, no, yeah. thank that's awesome. I worked out a lot of the initial kinks or whatever, just whatever. That's you're right. Come on. In the very beginning, <laughs> friends first. So yeah. we definitely yeah. learned each other as friends for a long time. And then mm -hmm. when we made the decision to be together, it was like, oh, okay, so now, okay, this is different. Okay, so we had to figure that out. But we worked out a lot of things before we got together, which was awesome. That's good because you were leading worship together. Yeah, we were leading. We were lead, yeah, we were leading worship together. We kind of were thrown into ministry pretty early on. So I mean, even before we had met, we were we were already kind of like on that track. And so it kind of just, I guess, just organically. We actually were going over this today. Actually, like literally just before <laughs> before we got back to our place and um, to our house, and we were going over like, oh yeah, I did this when I was this age, and I went here this age, and you know, and, and again. No one would know the places just because it's local here where we're from, but um, but yeah, so it's it's yeah, really yeah. So we're gonna get into glory stories in just a minute, but I feel the Lord prompting me. What would you speak to young leaders? Y'all been doing this for ten years, and so I'm gonna pull on your your leadership gifts and abilities right now because I know the people watching it, it it might be a timely word. So what would you speak to young leaders or, or older leaders? right now on some of the things that you've learned in leadership that have been valuable that you're willing to share. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think my one leadership advice, like word of advice would be just, you know, make him your only thing, Come you know, on. make, make the Lord the source of everything. You know, his presence is the most important thing. Like even, even in leadership, mm -hmm. if we don't, if we're not leading from that place of, of presence and intimacy with him, then, then, then we maybe aren't leading as best as we possibly could. Come on. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. yeah young, good. young leaders, I, th I think, I mean, it's all, it's all great. I mean, there's people who are younger than us who are doing, and, and again, who are, who are doing bigger things than us. There's people who are older than us doing bigger things than us. There's people who are age who aren't, or who are doing more, inf more impactful things. I mean, everybody, everybody's getting beat somewhere. But yeah. I think the one place we can always win is is being known by him and knowing him yeah. and and finding our identity Come really on. in in who he says we that we are. You know. Yeah. That's and, right. I like that. No comparison, right? Yeah. Also trusting the process and the journey. I, my friend a long time ago when I graduated gave me this beautiful necklace and it said, The journey is the reward and I loved it because now being almost mm. in my thirties I look back and the most beautiful part of this whole thing is the history that you build and oh. experience and just, you get to rise above situations. You get to, tr you get to learn how to trust Nick. Always, there's a lot of things that you get to do on earth that you won't get to do in heaven. And it's like mm -hmm. building that history with the Lord and mm -hmm. um, just getting to witness his goodness. Mm -hmm. And Come we on. talk a lot. We're always like, God is good all the time. Amen. We will eat that every day, yeah. <laughs> breathe it, live in it. And, He's just yeah. good, and history and the journey is it is the reward. That it's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Leadership, and we love leadership curriculum and, and stuff. We've done a lot of it mm -hmm. and believe in it strongly. And I, I know the people who create those things would definitely say, you know, you you can impart wisdom, you can impart, um, or you can impart information, and you can impart 
and, and present models and plans, but you, you really can't build a history with God for someone. You know, that, that yeah. has to be something that people are willing to do. And that's, that's honestly sometimes the unglamorous part, because I think that's the, the thing that, that a lot of people, um, no, one, no one will see that. No one will see the decisions yeah. that we made um, in our private life yeah. in the face of loss or disappointment. You know, that's good. And I think knowing knowing how to navigate disappointment well is mm -hmm. really key right now. I, I know there's a lot of um, there's actually a lot of a lot of stuff around a particular group of um, people who have a theology that um, they don't. I, I guess I'm trying to say this without saying it, but there there's there's ways to get to a place where you allow disappointment and loss to create your theology instead of Jesus, you know, who, who yeah. like many more wiser men have you know, said before is the perfect theology. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's good. So that's, that's one of the good things we can steward as leaders, right? Is, is the goodness of God. And that's, I think it's such a message that's coming back to the church that God's revisiting in this hour. It's his goodness. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I created this, uh, glory stories live because i want to hear you guys story on when you first experienced the glory yeah um <laughs> we joked earlier and i'm 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 still waiting to experience it in greater yeah yeah greater measure but, everybody um, wants more glory right but i think glory for what it is biblically i think one of the things that we don't look at it as is the weight of God. Yeah. And I think that's what we've experienced the most is really the weightiness of um, intimacy with him, yeah. our decisions and those, and those types of things. And again, it's, it's so, it's, it's so practical and it's, and it's unsparkly, but it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the, the cool, <laughs> I don't know if it's the cool thing to say or not, but, but really just the weight of the Lord mm -hmm. and actually learning how to operate under i think one of our some of our greatest stories are mm -hmm. actually us not even realizing that people are experiencing what they're experiencing through what the lord's doing in a in a worship environment or in a teaching environment and being told like wow there was so much glory in the room but really i mean we were we were just hoping to you know be able to operate in it yeah yeah and being able to carry the weight of that you know as you know, as church leaders and as, you know, leaders in whatever else you want to capacity. Yeah, I was going to say, as leaders of worship, you have a different point of view because you're taking people into the presence, even though I know both of you privately and y'all have an amazing relationship with God and you get in the glory. That's why I love you guys so much. But as worship leaders, you have a whole other take because not only are you getting the presence, you're bringing the presence with you and helping other people engage in that. Yeah. So, uh Katie, is there anywhere, like any glory story where you first got in the glory that you want to share? Yeah, I think I would say the day I love one of our friends says he was awakened. That's when he, mm -hmm. he knows the day he was awakened. I feel the same way because I was raised in a Christian home. But I feel like I was awakened when I was 16. And I, someone, you know, came, they were ministering at our church and they whispered in my ear and they read my mail. And it was the <laughs> first time I felt the weight of God in me. And I know that sometimes, like, you know, like a physical glory, but it was like a, like this thing in me that shifted where I'm like, oh, he knows me. Like, the yeah. Lord is speaking to a complete stranger, whispering, because that's the only way he could get my attention at the time. And yeah. he whispered everything into my ear. I'm like, oh, wow. 
God, you're <laughs> so real and you're listening. After that, it felt like for me, it wasn't like, boom, you get, yeah. here, here, here is all of me. It was really slow for me. I had a lot of little tiny experiences to where, whether it was it. feeling his presence or whether it was hearing a certain way. I really feel like the glory has been given or has been, I've been touched by the glory through a lot of different senses. And so come on. I just, yeah, I'm still, I'm like Nick. I'm like, I'm still looking for the biggest yeah. encounter of my life. Yeah, a yeah precedent for more. That's why I yeah. love you guys yeah. so much. Cause well, I'm going at it right beside you guys. Yeah. I, know. I, I love what you're saying. Cause you're speaking to somebody's heart that might be discouraged on seeking the glory. Yeah. And so I like to give the scripture Ezekiel 44, four, that the glory filled the temple and first Corinthians three sixteen says we are the temple. So that's what I like to just share with people as you're sharing that you got into the glory a little bit by a little bit yeah. by a little bit. What would you say to somebody's on here? Because I have people from all walks of life, all different seasons. What would you say if they're they're seeking God and they're trying to get to the intimate place and they're discouraged? Because I know a thing about you guys, you're persistent. So what would you speak into that in this season? I feel like you, you could speak to that really well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, go ahead and ask the question one more time. Like when, when I liked how she said, "What would you speak to the people?" Hey, Michelle, how are you? What would you speak to the people that have been going after the glory and they're learning how to walk in it, and maybe they've just had a discouraging seek season on seeking and the presence of God and spending time with God. And I, I know you guys are so yeah. persistent in your walk. What would you say? I just feel like the pool of people that. We all have ebbs and flows, but it's us that ebb and flow. So how could you help navigate? Maybe I feel somebody on here who might be a little discouraged with seeking God's presence. Yeah. Um, you know, Matthew 7, to pull out a verse um, from the get-go now, uh, Matthew 7 says that to ask, to seek, to knock, and it you know you, you will find what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, Um I mean, I think you said it. You said, you know, you, Nick, Katie, you're persistent and, and you're mm -hmm. intimate. And, and that's all, that's what it is. It's, it's persistence. I think when we allow ourselves to be moved by what we see, we can sometimes, we can sometimes find ourselves being moved by what we see or what we yeah. feel or what we experience. And I, I've, and again, I'm, I'm such a huge advocate of experiencing the Lord, huge advocate for experiencing yeah. him every day. When I read my Bible, I don't I don't want to I don't want Jesus to one day say, Hey, you, you read the scriptures all day but you never see me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and, and all joking aside, you know, that's a that's a huge thing and, and you know, without experiencing yeah. the Lord daily in our lives, we're just doing, you know, fruitless routine. But for someone who is pursuing the Lord, it, it's it's keep pursuing him. The the verse that comes to mind is it says or the Bible I think it's Proverbs, I believe, says the glory of the Lord is to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of kings to search it out. Yeah. And we, and 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 it uses those words, glory. You know, glory. Yeah. It is it is the glory of a king to search out the matter in which God is concealed. And so Amen. we find ourselves searching and looking, never never searching or looking for a person who can't be found, but for one yeah. that is closer than the air that we breathe. Yeah. You know? And he's closer than the skin on your bones. He's closer than your spouse or your, you know, your puppy, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. 
I can relate to that. I yeah. You. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and so to anyone who's discouraged, I would, I would say, ask the Holy Spirit how to navigate discouragement. You know, yeah. allow, allow discouragement, allow uncomfortability and the, and the, and the, this, the feeling of being unsettled, allow that to anchor your time and your affections into wanting more of him. Yeah. You know, and, and as, and again, as, as practical as that sounds, you know, it, it leads to very supernatural results. Yeah. It, it's only been in the times where, where I, where, I mean, I've, it's been, there's been times where it's been months, years even until, not, not until the Lord answers prayer, but until, until those defining moments where he meets us, you know, he's yeah. a God who's outside of time to him, to him. And you should be to us, you know, to, in his mind and his thought and his reality, we live forever. He's not in any rush. Yeah. You know, there's so much time on this earth. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to have an encounter to pray for someone. Yeah. You know? you, now, yeah. that would be, that usually helps for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Should, I mean, Jesus said to wait on power, wait for power for a reason. But, you know, the stuff we do here, we don't necessarily, um, like, like I said, we, we have you just go part. after it. By yeah. faith, right? You just, after, yeah. Yeah. You, 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 just keep going. After you it. just keep going after yeah. it and you keep going, you keep seeking, you keep knocking. Because like I said earlier or a few moments ago, the Lord in his realm, we are alive forever. Yeah. And he wants us to search him out on this side of heaven and the next. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the four living creatures cry, holy, 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 because they're seeing a new side of someone they've been worshiping for eternity. Yeah. And that'll continue, it's you know. And yeah. so, there's yeah. to find. We, I think, we hear a lot. Um, I'm just in a really dry place. I said that before. I just really feel like I'm not hearing him. I'm not experiencing him. I'm not feeling him. And I think that we could search all these. We could try to search for the answer and all of that. But it's like Nick said. We just never stop. Persistent. We keep seeking him. We keep knocking. Some people don't answer the door the first knock. But Jesus is like, my door is always open. Just keep knocking. I'm here. And so. I think the persistence is key. There's been times where I have been sitting in my closet praying and I don't feel like anything tangible has happened as far as like the weightiness or feeling like a thickness in the room. But then there's other times when we're leading worship or eating dinner at the table and I can barely get up because I feel Amen. so, I can feel his presence and it feels so Amen. holy and sovereign and it, it you, you don't feel like your normal self. You feel like your yeah. your bones are going to jump out because he's so much, you know? Amen. But every day is different. Some days it's not like that at all. I can eat a piece of pizza and go to bed and feel nothing, you know? But sometimes <laughs> it, it's beautiful and it's like, oh, wow, I could stay in this closet forever and just be with him and not ever go to work or something. Yeah, that's me every day for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just different. But, we just never stop. Just yeah. Always. Never stop. Always see. And we, and we have to believe the Bible for what it says, you know? I think. You know, yeah, we just we just do the Bible that we, we, we have to believe what the Bible says. And the Bible says that if we being evil know how to give our kids good things, how much more yeah. will the Lord pour out the Holy Spirit to those who love him? You yeah, know, yeah. and it's the gospel. It's 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 great because it's red letters. So we can bank on that. It's the words of our Savior, the one that we worship and we lift up. 
in Jesus and, and he promises the Holy Spirit, you know, and he, he promises, he promises encounter, you know, yeah. and he being, rewards those. The Holy Spirit keeps saying he rewards those that diligently seek him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if you're, I'm just going to take a moment to pray for somebody's heaviness. Cause I just feel it. So Lord, we, we just both, we all three just release the glory together in unity right now. We just release it. We just command any heaviness off of you. We just command that to go right now. And we just release the presence of the Lord and we just declare victory over you. We just declare victory and breakthrough and whatever you're going through right now. Yeah. I just love, I think it was Joshua Mills. I was somewhere and, and it really got my attention. And he said, whatever you need is in the glory. Does it matter as, as worship leaders? I know you guys have a different perspective than most people. What would you say that you've learned um, and steward in the glory as far as worship leading? How did it change how you how you led other people and how you train leaders? You can go any direction you feel led to with that. Uh, you know, I think because because the whole the the charismatic Toronto outpouring Brownsville kind of stuff like that's really always been in our DNA, um, even yeah. when we know it. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> He was stretching you when you didn't even know it. Huh? I know we've literally been able to trace back things of like, oh, I was laugh, I was drunk in the Holy Spirit when I was like twelve and thirteen once, and totally sovereign. No one told me how to do it; just it just oh, happened. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And it's and again, it's not something that happens to me a lot. And again, I, I tend not to talk about. You just my, say more, Lord, more, yeah, Lord. <laughs> I tend not to talk about my encounters too much, just in public. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. No, we've always grown up in knowing, uh, friends, in my house, someone was sick, someone was dying, like you prayed and you believed yeah. and you trusted that they were going to be healed because you knew that that's available in the blood of Jesus and the bo broken body of Jesus. Yeah. And so we've kind of grown up mm. um, just kind of not, I wouldn't say immersed, uh, but, uh, honestly, like we're byproducts of and again, I know glory can be interchanged with a lot of different words. Yes. We are, we are bought, we are byproducts. Our lives are byproducts of, of, I think that, that exact thing that you just said of the glory of the presence of God, of his manifested presence, invading and powerfully impacting a place, um, you know, yeah. thousands of miles away. Yeah. You know? Come on. And the, so, so for us, you know, we've, we've had the privilege of, of knowing some amazing leaders in our lives, having amazing people in our lives. Our, the current senior pastor of the church that we uh, serve in, and we, we serve a lot of different churches, uh, but but our home church that our family is at, um, the past, we, I mean, we've known him for almost 12 years now. And when we came in, he was he was already, you know, fiery. I mean, this, this guy, he got, I mean, <laughs> He had a youth group ask him to not the youth, not the people, but he's, he's had people ask him to leave because he's too, you know, too fiery, you know, but <laughs> I mean, he's a little, much, but, uh, but, um, but no, so, but even in that, even at a young age coming out of high school, coming from a family that knew the Lord, that loved the Lord. Yeah. Was what I'm doing today, even in any way what I thought I'd be doing? No, I thought I'd be in a band and touring the world. <laughs> And again, all those things can still happen in that sense, in that regard, and are on their way to doing that. But just where we care so much more about presence and his, and people and yeah, love. And so um, at an early age, we really got to develop people in supernatural ministry, in prophetic worship, in yeah. um, in 
non-prophetic worship. And again, I, I, I say non-prophetic worship just because, you know, prophetic worship can mean so many different things to so many different people. I really like uh, how um, an, a, a leader, I think he's I think he's in Texas, a leader in Texas that I've heard speak before. He says, um, you know, prophetic is just the right thing at the right time, mm-hmm. you know. And so we've been able to grow people in that. And it's been fun because, like, you really, like, you do, you have a lot of fun. I mean, we've We've had times where we've, we've been leading for youth camps, and I we played Father Abraham for literally an hour, just because <laughs> the Lord was on it, and a friend of, and a friend of ours in the team was like, "Hey, I think the Lord's on this. Let's do." It. And we're like, "Um, and honestly, like I don't think so. <laughs> it's the Lord, and it happens, and it happens. And I'm not going to take credit for something that I didn't suggest, you know." Yeah, and, yeah, it was fun. It was like but a bunch it's fun. Yeah, worshiping it's, their fathers. Yeah, it's been fun. Wow. Training, wow. People, training people in that is really the best way we've found is is um is training people to know why they do what they do and i think when we understand all that we do is so that we can minister to the lord like our our hearts worship is not to um become something it's it's or or get something it's to behold someone come on and when we when and, and when we behold jesus when his presence is our only goal all of these things i mean all of the things that we find in the glory and the presence of god all of those things are you know available yeah in yeah. jesus you know yeah. the glory his glory i mean he he said he says in in john 17 he wants to share his glory with us yeah you know this 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 thing this tangible you yeah. know presence he wants to um he wants to share that it's just that simple isn't it yeah. It's just that simple. That's what I, I love right. to share on this is it doesn't have to be difficult. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's, it's it's quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's the, yeah. Every, the every man the everyday man's guide to glory, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you kept saying uh Nick and I see things from a different perspective as worshipers, but because that actually is true. Um sure. are we facing the people? <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. They're facing we <laughs> very much different. <laughs> But um, I think for me, for as a worship leader, my mind raises a lot during, like, uh, right when we start worship. It starts to, I think about things, I see people, I sense things, my, I can uh, hear things, and I, I almost have to, like, my center when we start worship has to be on Jesus, or else my mind goes everywhere. And so to, to, to cultivate the glory, like, during a worship service, for instance, it would be, like, for me, I think of Jesus on his throne every single time. That is my Come center. On. Because if Amen. I don't, my mind, I just have the type of mind that races and I see all kinds of situations. Well, you're very prophetic and just thinking, yeah. yeah. And I'm also, I'm also thinking about food sometimes. So, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> what am I going to have for dinner? Because you're having another baby. <laughs> like, focus on something. And it always, Amen. I was just thinking about this. It always ends up being Jesus on his throne and me mm-hmm. by myself at his feet, worshiping him. And I learned something recently. It was we are not responsible for someone else's encounter all yeah come on is to encounter him let him encounter us and so in the room our job is to focus on jesus because that's what people would need in a worship service is two leaders or a whole team focusing so much on jesus Mm -hmm. that it you can't help but the whole room ends up focusing on him because he's the only thing there yeah and so the responsibility of that i think is the most weightiest part is to shut off the noise, shut everything off, focus on him so that his glory can invade the room. Um, shut everything yeah. on him. So 
yeah, I guess it didn't yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, even as you're sharing that, people when they try to seek the glory just without being in worship, I think deal with some of those distractions. Oh yeah. Because I know I know sometimes like even as human as it is, sometimes I have to make a list and put everything down and then I can focus on the glory because then yeah. I'm like, I'm not thinking about what has to be done in an hour, what has to be done today, boom, yeah. it's ready. And now I can focus on Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. I can relate to that. This, how are you? you know? In fact, if I'm not leading worship yeah. with like an instrument and lyrics, I actually prefer just music being on without words because even that sometimes Amen. my mind races and I'm listening to the person singing and all the words and sometimes I just like soaking music that's just instruments because then I'm like anything said heard or seen or I've seen in this has to all be God because nothing else yeah. is like making my mind go to that place it would only be God and so Amen. I'm the worship girl who's like no I don't want any lyrics <laughs> yeah I'm like that, that too me Yep, I'm like that too. Yeah, and I, and I love that you guys share a little bit about what you guys are doing, a little bit about your ministry. I know I said you were co-founders, but kind of kind of share for you, some guys to follow you or refer people to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you say it yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm such an introvert at, in heart. Like I literally. <laughs> social media ever anymore I mean, that's, that's even, all right we're getting I mean, you out say that right i just yeah I social media ever so i don't socialize through media anymore but um but there's not a lot of place for people to follow us we are we, but we are looking we're 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 in a crazy process of of a lot of different projects actually as big as my eyes got right now um, <laughs> no we're uh we are we're currently uh, working on some stuff with just our music side of things. Um, right now, though, what we're really focusing on is is worship leader development and our worship school. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I would actually say the name of it, but it, we're kind of just even just deciding on that. You know, we have worship university, worship school. You know, but you're training uh, some amazing worship leaders. Yeah. yeah, we're training some people and uh, worship leader development. I think I'll talk about that a little bit just because that's kind of becoming a little bit more official. Um, right yeah. now, and the Lord seems to kind of be have his have his hand on that right now. Um, we are currently what we do is we work with churches who um, who basically don't have anyone in house to work with. One of the things that we saw, whether it's a mega church or a small church with you know twenty five people in it, um, a lot of people uh, like developing and raising people up is not. Um, is not a skill that's taught in a lot of, and honestly, is it, seminary is yeah. great. Seminary is amazing, yeah. uh, but that's not really taught very well, I think, and and not taught well for a lack of desire to teach it well. Um, it's just very hard to develop someone in a position that really has a lot of weight to it. Mm. Like there's also that. It's mm. hard to, we have a, an old friend of ours who, was thrown into a very large church with not a lot of experience, and it actually worked out well for him. But that's not always the case. Yeah. Uh, so we had. Yeah. So it kind of takes both, is what you're saying. Like you yeah. need the the training, theology training, but you also need the practical, hands on, and that's where you guys are patient with people. Yeah, because neither neither of us went to school professionally, but we kind of just have a different yeah. style of grit to us a little bit. We're the more. I'm a really high D. In a per in a in in a in the personality index, I'm really just super. I know what I want to do. I know how to get there, 
focused, yeah. Very focused, right? Yeah. Um, but we've found, though, that, that one of the bigger issues, at least where we are right now, we don't know if this is, maybe someone could, could speak relate. to this, you know, relate. Um, yeah. Just in our part of the country or in our part of our city, um, we mm -hmm. find that worship leaders, um, a lot of people know how to sing, a lot of people know how to um, engage a crowd, but really like pastoring people, um, like mm. actual fivefold pastoring people is hard. Yeah. We're not, we don't even really walk in that. We have people around us who walk, who, who do that better than us. Um, mm. And so um, our goal, I mean, really, I was, I, it really is itself, a, a, I guess you could call it a glory story, the way that the, our, mm -hmm. our business started our ministry business, whatever you want to call it, started. We, I was, I was sitting in um, a sitting area at our mall here in here in our here in town, and a friend of mine had said, "Hey, you know, I know this guy I'm working for. He's a pastor. He's in need of a worship leader. You should, you guys should. I know you guys need a different job. It was at a crazy time for us. We were moving and losing a house. My dad had passed away. Just crazy yeah. stuff. And yeah, but we were sitting there, and he said, "You should, you know, check this guy out." I said, "Well, I already, you know, I already." Um, committed to the church we're currently at now and I said and, and I, I can't do that and then out of nowhere the Lord kind of reminded us about an idea we had had or that he had really placed in us a while ago um, a few years ago to do worship leading consulting and so he's like hey like just call it worship you know worship leader development this and that you know and it, we kind of like talked about a few things and we presented this business model to this pastor we said and I, and I actually remember I drove about an hour and a half away with a close friend of ours who does sound for us. We drove up a mountain um, and we met this guy, said, hey, I just wanted to come and meet you. Um, you're, you know, Pastor, thank you for, you know, for meeting me just for a few minutes. Um, you know, I might have a solution to your problem if you're willing to you know, maybe think of a more unorthodox way of solving that problem. I think I can help you out. And he said, okay, well, let's, you know, when I get back in town, we'll meet. And so we met and we met and two years later we are currently we, we've trained up um his mm -hmm. wife actually ended up worship leader that they needed they so their situation was that they had had a leader who got a job offer somewhere else and she had left and there was just a huge hole filled and there was no one to fill that hole the person who was kind of helping this worship leader mm -hmm. that left didn't want to take that role on he's a farm he was a farmer very busy new dad, uh, new dad and it just didn't work for him and so yeah, ended up being that where happens. the pastor's wife, who had played bass for I think like twenty years or fifteen years, and like wow. that, basically been in the back her whole life, was now was now uh, brought to the forefront of everyone's. Come on. and she was yeah. able to be empowered and discipled and trained, mm -hmm. and she's she's great. They're actually mm -hmm. uh, they're actually bringing Corey Russell to their uh, to their man camp this weekend, and that team will actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, waiting for that. Routine, yeah, so, yeah cool. so cool. Not to name yeah. or anything, but yeah, no, they, this is just to show how far they've come. I mean, to yeah. so they wouldn't have been even comfortable to, to do that, yeah. let alone yeah. let alone it be Coy Russell, let alone just a simple local organization event, you know, and now they're able to do some other really cool things. And it's, and it's really um, it's really awesome mm -hmm. to see that. And so we see it all around town. That's a small church of about like, I think, 70 people. Uh, but I mean, there's churches here in town who they have 1,700 people, and and right now, currently, they're on a um, they're on a worship leader, worship pastor hunt, um, and because they there there's there's people who can fill the spot, but 
just the admin side of things, the back end side of things, and really in our city and probably across the nation and across the world, you know, um, we we definitely love the church. There's just some mentalities that don't lend themselves to biblical ways of doing things. People do their best, but yeah. um, again, if, if if your resume is filled with more, you know, administration and banking not presence yeah. it, exactly then it is not presence yeah exactly and and again it's not to demonize anything that none of those things yeah. are inherently evil that's awesome i mean even us hiring for stuff like that we look for that experience you know yeah but i think it's easy to move away from having presence be important so the lord really just put on our hearts through this to be able to develop um a culture and a community of people who are completely dedicated to seeing the presence of God move in the earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love programs. I love production. I mean, I was a band guy all my life. <laughs> I, I love shows. I love festivals. Yeah. They're amazing. I think, I think the, I think the secular, secular community of musicians does things very well and does them in more excellence than the church does most of the time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. that, Hey, you know, Good intentions, wrong outcome. But you guys are changing that, right? I would <laughs> you hope You guys so. are plowing hard. Yeah. 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 And there, and again, you, I mean, like everybody knows there's amazing churches and ministries who are doing just that. But, you know, four, four global churches can't reach everybody. Yeah. And as much as yeah, I... Yeah, that's what I love about you guys because y'all develop worship leaders and you seek the glory and you're hungry. So you steward what you have, but you keep going after more, yeah. you know? You know, and that's what I love. You know, you guys were there at prayer meetings. You guys are there. You know, you're you're going after all of God. Yeah. And you celebrate other worship leaders. There's not a competition. You guys don't demean anybody. And and you you've been doing this for ten years, so you have an experience where it's developed your character. And you know, character and glory go hand in hand. So I like you were kind of talking about that because as you you want to talk about some of the transformations, like like what you were saying, Katie, like. You felt awakened. So could you describe either one of you or, or I guess I'll start with Katie since Nick talked last. Would you describe like transformation, maybe a certain time of transformation that only happened in his presence? You don't have to give like all the details, but like yeah. what you feel led to share about your process. Because I know you persistently, both you guys pursue. Yeah. I um Raised in a Christian home, so, and just like Nick, had the awesome opportunity to see um, my parents constantly relying on the Lord. Yeah. That's so awesome, though. I'm well, one of those people who can say, yeah. like, my mom anointed our doors. They always, my parents prayed when anyone was sick. You know, it wasn't, that was our solution first, you know, before yeah. doing anything else. Similar stories. Yeah. yeah, and my mom, crazy prophetic dreams all the time. My dad another worship leader, like, so I was raised in a home where that was open, but I never really had my own encounters, my own experience, my own um, relationship with God, just me, and so when that, that encounter happened, I was awakened, and I, and I finally knew, okay, like, you care, you know, you're there, you're listening, obviously, you created me for a reason, and it was my job to figure out why, you know, yeah. so I remember for a season, every day, coming home from school, couldn't wait to get on homeschooling because I just wanted to not, I didn't, all I wanted to do is be at home to be honest yeah. put on worship music, paint mm. and just lay there with the Lord because that creative it, side, I really felt like I gave, I gave so many of my years 
to things that were pointless. And I was like, mm. I just wanted to get serious in a way of kind of taking back time in a way of, yeah. I wasn't serious for so long. And now I know you're really real and I just want to give all my time to you. And so I think mm -hmm. like, just, I feel like the Lord was so happy that he got all of my attention for once, all of them. Come on. And so it was just, again, like slowly, but surely just a little bit and a little bit. And even in life, getting married and having kids and ups and downs of situations and stuff, I still mm -hmm. always can look back at the times of where, no, like it's always been me and you. It's me constantly wondering what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're breathing mm -hmm. on. And um, yeah, I, when I was awakened, it was like, finally, okay, you're so real. What, why do you have me here? <laughs> and so yeah, it was my job until now to figure out what he wants me to do. Cause I don't want to just waste away on the earth and just be nothing. Yeah, yeah. I want to figure out why he put me here. What am I supposed to do? What key, yeah. what doors am I supposed to unlock? You know, what do you want Come me on. to do? What do you want me to put my hand to? And the same for Nick too. Uh, we, him and I had so many, um, uh, uh, this is exactly what's going to happen for our lives. Like this is what he's called us to do. And as we get older, it just dwindles down to a smaller list every day. It's like, Oh, you just, he just wrecks your plans. Yeah, right? you just gives you something bigger. Well, <laughs> yeah. just every, every day that list gets smaller and smaller and it dwindles down to, okay, yeah, you just call us to love really well. Yeah. And mother and father people and, yeah, he's, he's really getting us down to really impactful yeah. things. Yeah. All these Amen. things, which yeah. are still good. It's, they're yeah. not bad. Okay. But it's yeah. kind of coming down to, like, what's really important. So, yeah, that it, it his glory has got us through everything, you know. Uh, that's one key yeah. that you said, too, as I just love the keys that the Lord has given you. Because it is an unlocking. As you get in his presence, you um, are able to find out what did you create? me for I hear people yeah. all the time asking you know wanting yeah. everybody to prophesy what they were created for and, and prophetic is awesome and we all love prophecy we may end up doing some of this before we get off here but it's also getting in front of the father that created you and mm -hmm. saying yeah like like you said it's the key of unlocking because when you hear it from the Lord what you're created for and that's what's going to sustain you in the right. coming seasons yeah. when everything looks opposite and everything looks different. It's the glory that allows you the intimacy to say, nope, dad said it, this settles it. You know, yeah. it's that grit, you know, yeah. that, that cultivates in you. So what would you say to the people on here that are, how did you guys, Stuart, you're both very creative because you, you're, I know Nick's the more of the practical and you're more probably the painter. So you have different creative styles, but how do you mingle your creativity? Because I hear a lot of people say, if you're really creative, you can kind of get, it affects your mood if you don't get it out and it affects how you flow with the father and affects different areas. So what could you speak to people on here that, that need to learn how to let their creative flow out? Well, Doing it together, like we could just start off right there because Nick and I, you never really catch ministering without each other. We're always in the same room or meeting. That's with why I had to do with us together. We are. We're always, I mean, like, we're, yeah. we're always together, whether it's getting lessons or meeting. I love it. Well, I'm like holding him just to get into the camera. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I think well, we work, I would say we work pretty well together because of honor. We, mm, you're right. That's we a do, good key. Yeah, we do hear completely different, <laughs> and we uh -huh. experience the Lord in 
completely different ways. Like, <laughs> like you know what? I, constantly, I can hear each, ourselves telling each other, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> telling each other, like Nick's, like, no, like tell, share, like I respect what, like share what he's telling you, and and me, I'm like, no, like really dig hard on that topic because the Lord obviously is doing something. And we just honor that. Like Nick processes yeah. out loud. I love that about you guys. And I, I don't process out loud as much as he does. But the more I let him process, I'm like, that's good. You know, but there's <laughs> some people would be like, why is someone like processing out loud? No, it's good. This is like an yeah. honor to be able to hear what the Lord is doing. And then for me, I say things a lot. And like, I'm like really quiet. And, uh, and mm. Nick, I just honor when he asks me questions and stuff and not like, why are you prying? Not at all. He's digging it out of me. Like, no, what's the Lord showing you? He's doing something. Mm -hmm. Keep talking. Let's go. Let's go deeper. And so it starts off with honor first, but, um, I, what was the original question? Yeah. She basically just said, I talk a lot. No, no. Certain people you have, I'm still like, this, this is usually, I always look at him. Are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> no, but the question is, you're, you're talking at, at, I love it because you're talking at a real life, like leadership, honor, yeah. culture, and you can't really create a culture of glory without the honor. Yeah. Know, right. Yeah. I think, um, so I think you asked a little bit more just on about creativity. Creati yeah. Like creativity, how we kind of like steward that. I know your moms that. and dads and wife and husband, you know, so yeah, how do you guys, it's always that? been a part of our lives. I think even when we were really young, um, I've been, I've been writing mm -hmm. parts and like just guitars and uh, I mean, since I was 15. So like, I mean, now what yeah. 29 now, so 14 years really. And again, um, nothing to shake a stick at or, or, you know, bat an eye at, but it's just, just always creating. And I think for us, we are a little bit different in our approach. Cause we, we aren't your eight, we aren't an atypical creative type. We have definitely have, if we're just talking practically, like we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're not your atypical creative type. Um, yeah, we can get caught up in some things and this and that. Um, I actually, one of my biggest things that I've been realizing is, because uh, you, I think you asked, you know, when people like, if they're not able to get it out or, and I think even creatively people even maybe who are really, are, are extremely gifted in the prophetic or they're extremely gifted in, you know, healing or they're extremely gifted in, you know, signs and whatever, whatever it is, um, being extremely gifted is great cause, and it's amazing. But I think some people fall into the pitfall of, of losing authenticity for the sake of creativity. Mm, that's um, I, for us, um, you know, we get a lot of words about a new sound. For instance, I think this is a very good topic just, just for what we're talking about. Yeah. In our stream among um, others, because um, there's a lot of prophetic streams out there, you know, you have, you know, you have the, this stream and that stream and this stream and, you know, the Carolina and the East, the East United States. Yeah. The, East, West. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and the North and the, this and the, that and the Canada, yeah. you know, um, but really, I mean, everyone's from the same place. So all of our roots can go back to the same place and that's heaven. So there's that. Yeah. But Kingdom. I think one of the things that we've heard a lot for, especially as worship leaders is, and, and people who, we get told a lot of, you know, you're going to create a new sound, a new sound, mm. a new sound. Um, yeah, there's only, but there's only so much sound that can be actually produced, like audible sound, like just from, from the beginning of the, of, of, of tracking modern 
music to back to you know classical and baroque times and the renaissance all of those things mm. down even into ancient um ancient israel um there's only so many instruments there's only so many sounds um we find that sometimes people try to create a new sound at the cost of authenticity that's good and yeah. if you're losing the authentic sound it because again a, a believer a one believer who is completely um strong in their identity someone who knows who they are they are going to sound different no matter what they do i mean you could take someone you could take um i guess to just name drop people you could take brian johnson and joel houston they're both two individuals who know who they are amazing people who've done amazing things for the worship community who get who, who i mean they i mean they've done monumental things that people probably don't even know about and they're they're on two sides of the they're on two different sides of the planet they could sing the same song being authentically them the same song the same parts the same guitar them and when they, if they are authentically them it is going to sound completely different Mm -hmm. yeah the new like authenticity and we believe i believe i actually heard um an amazing teacher say the new sound is the sound of people knowing who they are that's good yeah that's good you know the, yeah. the, the true, new, yeah. the, new sound, the new sound isn't throwing a shofar or a tramp or a, or a, a tambourine yeah, yeah. or a yeah. guitar or something on something and no it's the new sound is just being who you were created to be. And you know what? If you sound like Bethel, great. If you sound like Hillsong, cool. If you being authentic yeah. sounds and reminds people of someone else, there's no big deal. I think in the church, we've, we've, we have really done ourselves a disservice by mm -hmm. trying to so, so much not be like the people who went before us to where we, we, we completely do ourselves a disservice. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of bands in in the in the genre that we came from who would love to sound like people like I mean if if we know guys who if they were told hey you sound like um, ACDC that would be the yeah. huge that'd be the hugest honor you tell someone yeah. hey you you tell someone hey you sound like Bethel or hey you sound like Hillsong or hey you sound like Nick and Kate whatever you know it's kind of like yeah. oh well, I don't want to sound like them or you, or, or you, I want to sound like my own thing. Or you have the person who yeah. gets too excited that they sound like someone else, you know, <laughs> there, there's just, it's just honor, honoring what has come before us. We do our yeah. best to do that. Even in our, even in our songwriting as musicians, as creatives, as writers, as songwriters, yeah. we, we, do our, we do our best to honor what has come before us because without, Without God using what has come before us, we wouldn't have the opportunity to even do what we do. Yeah. Amen. I feel the same way, even though it's not in a level of worship. It's just like the forerunners who, you know, produce like like Todd Bentley, like prophetic evangelism and really went after both office and like Doug Addison since I was just with both those guys. It's like honoring the forerunners of creativity or your gifting or what you're called to do in a similar way. And and honoring what they do, but yet being authentic and being yourself. You see that in so many streams. Like I want to heal like Randy Clark. Well, that's great, but be yourself, but you're, you're also carrying that anointing. So mm. what you're saying could go like honor and 
authenticity really builds community because mm -hmm. yeah. that's what I love about it because as you're authentic and I'm authentic, like we're all called to, to maybe partner together in some ways, but in other, some ways, you know, you have your flow and I have my flow, but yet right. when you do the culture of honor and be authentic, it builds a level of glory that I, I think it just brings such unity. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Because honor, you know, honor breeds unity and that it, it truly allows the glory. Whoa, I can just spill the glory mm -hmm. even on that. It allows the glory. I mean, the Lord wants us to be in family and community and, and unity. That's what I love about you guys. You just carry that unity, you yeah. know, because you know who you are, even though, you know, everybody's at different levels and in different, you know, things they're working on, you know who you are in Christ. And every day y'all are as leaders, you can, you can just tell by your authenticity that you guys are sitting before the father. And, and I even, I even feel led to pray into that. Lord, I just bless what you're doing for them right now. I just sense a, sense such, such a, a stirring in the spirit for even in this new season, even though they will have a new sound. I thank you, Lord, that, that they become even bolder at being authentic. I just declare that over them. Woo. I just see a, a new boldness and a new fire coming. Just, just even in your, uh, in your healing gift, Nick, I just see such an increase in that that's taking place in your hands right now. Woo. So I just declare that over them. And, and even for, for you, Katie, I just, I just see you really um, teaching people how to steward their dreams. Like you have a knack, even if it's just like a small mentorship or a small mothering group. Whoa. I, I see that there's a lot of need for dream interpretation in you guys' region. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I just bless you guys with that. That was just coming out. Whoa. That's, That's good. good. Yeah, we're I like actually going to surround people who have been having dreams lately. So it's good. I like your big coffee cup. Me just, too. Just, you like my big coffee cup? Yeah, it just yeah. keeps going. I feel like I need one too. I just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys probably need coffee, right? <laughs> you know, I try to I try to stay away from it. Like I, I really, really I can get over stimulated mentally. Like, yeah, really yeah, yeah, fast. yeah. Your personality and type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been on decaf types got pregnant and so for me I'm like, what's coffee? I just do decaf now, but I mean it has a little yeah. caffeine, but yeah. I just like the flavor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's just talk about. I know you both of you guys are cultivating the glory. You're leading worship. You're stepping out. You know, I, I know you're doing all the kingdom works. You're prophesying. You're praying for the sick. What are, because I know I'm going to let each one of you answer it because in marriage, we're the opposite, right? <laughs> so I'll let each one, how do you uh, practice? I'll let Nick answer the one how he practically cultivates the glory. And then I'll let Katie share how. I, like even as being a mom and kind of come from that point, how she is able to steward the glory in her own life. Because I know each one of us are wired different. So yeah. come on, Nick, you speak to the practical analytical so, people so out practically, there. So practically speaking, uh, I can answer like Katie's really quick. So we have <laughs> we have a trump we have a trump card in the house, and her name is Grandma. So oh. that helps a lot. It does. Amen. Honestly, That's it helps. Awesome. It helps on the. And it's, my mom is with us, and it, it helps on the practical side of things and the spiritual side of things. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. Amen. Our, our baby girl loves community. Her. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. It does and take so, a village. It really does take a village. I love Amen. I prefer it, honestly. <laughs> Me too. I do. I wish I had a granny that lived here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm borrow yours. We, get, we feel we feel so bad sometimes because people are like, "Wow, yeah, nights are tough." On huh? we're like, "Yeah, sure, amen." You know, <laughs> but, uh, no, she helps out a lot and she's amazing. I just want to give honor where it's due. Yeah, amen. But, but I think practically, I think you asked, how do we, um, if I heard how you correctly, you? 
cultivate, yeah, the glory practically because, yeah. You know, I think really practically is that we've got to understand, I think, that that glory and presence and, and signs and wonders is all overflow. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, I think practically, I read the word, I do what it says, and mm-hmm. I obey and I delight in that. Yeah, amen. And I've seen glorious transformation through the glory of God, through his presence. And I believe if we're able to really just find a way to get to get to a place where we're passionate about reading his word. Yeah. I know it's yeah. I know it's extremely hard. This is I'm good at reading. I never liked it. Yeah. But I really You're speaking I, the real people out there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. and if we just, you know, Lord, I just practically speaking, just say, tell Lord, I just I delight in spending time with you you know yeah, our yeah. time with him and our our, our intimacy with him and, oh. and and being with him has to be a delight it can never be yes. there's a there's a you know there's an awesome little hot word little button word that's going around or button phrase that's going around and it's you know we get to do this mm-hmm. and no mm-hmm. no we get to we actually have the privilege of getting to engage with a holy god i know isn't it awesome <laughs> and a and an amazing father, and he's our dad. He's our dad. Yeah, At the end of the day, it's it's very practical. My daughter wants to spend time with me, so yeah. I'm with her. We yeah. want to spend time with our father. He spends time with us. He's omni. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. Yeah. He knows all things. He is all places at all times, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he know he has. I mean, really, I mean, seven billion people are his favorite kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's so funny because the Holy Spirit's making me go there. So, Nick, I want you to pray for everybody that's watching on here that has a father wound. Mm-hmm. I want you to pray and, and just whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do so that they, whatever's hindering them and, and knowing the father mm-hmm. in a way of a father, just, just pray whatever way he leads you. Well, Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your, your, your holiness, Lord. And Lord, we just release healing to to hearts right now, Lord. For anybody watching this right now, I just thank you for your goodness, for your kindness, that it's your kindness that leads us to repentance and repentance, changing the way that we think about a matter and turning from that, Lord, and and, and turning from that thought process. Lord, so I, I pray that you would just encounter anyone who's watching today over this live stream, anyone who watches this in the future, anyone who, even if it's 30 years from now, God, that, that you would just mm-hmm. immensely pour out your love to them. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you, Lord. And, and we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to do what only you can do, and that is transform mm-hmm. hearts. Yeah. yeah. We can teach people how to write. We can teach people how to sing and to dance and to play songs and to paint and to even give prophetic words, Lord. But we cannot transform a heart come on only you can yeah yeah so lord i thank you for your love for every anyone here who who had just has father wounds and maybe not even anything evil from their father but just simple as you know not having one not knowing them not Mm -hmm. 
getting to have as much time as they'd like fathers who maybe work too much or who are who are really doing their best to make ends meet for their families and um, and any husband who's just making ends meet for his family lord i pray that you would just mm. come and shift lives lord and we just release your presence over every family that's watching yeah. lord in yeah, the Lord. name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for working in the hearts of men. And we thank you that you are actually um, in the nation right now. You are you are bringing to light the need for fathers. You're bringing light for the need for fatherly mm. love, Lord. And you're actually, you've already released a wave of, of fatherhood to the nation. Mm. And Lord, because you say you want us to father the nations so before we can father the nations we have to father our children and allow you to father us so we thank you lord for that in jesus name amen yes and i'll just add to that lord i just i just feel the inner healing anointing pouring out of my hand right now because there's an anointing to break the yoke so i just release that inner healing anointing over everybody watching or under the, the sound of my voice lord and we just thank you lord if there's any orphan spirits they just come out right now and that the love of the father is bringing the spirit of adoption like like nick was talking about it it's that fatherly uh, i see the lord breaking rejection right now i freak i see the lord breaking shame right now whoa i see the lord breaking word curses it, even fathers have spoken over people right now i just declare that the word curses are spoken off of you and and we stand in the gap and we we just repent me and nick both nick repents for the father and i stand in the gap for the mother right now that any any wrong join we just repent for what they've done to you whoa we just say release it just release it release what they've done and we just i just speak a blessing over you a mother blessing right now i just declare you're a world changer you're a history maker i speak to your identity as a woman and say that you are beautiful whoa i just see uh, broken hearts broken hearts being mended right now so all that inner healing anointing that i carry i just impart to those that are watching and just say lord do open heart surgery do open heart surgery, bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted. And Nick, just speak a father blessing. There's some people on here. I know people that have been 30 years old who have never had a father bless them. Yeah. So just whatever the Lord shows you, just go for it. Thank you, Lord. Restoration. Lord, I just thank you for anyone watching. Lord, it's release a father's blessing to Amen. those who are fatherless, mm -hmm. to those who've never been blessed by their Amen. fathers, Lord. And you're awesome to those who never heard those words you're just awesome and you're wonderful mm. you're amazing you bring joy to your father's mm. heart mm. and lord again i just release the blessing of a father over the fatherless in jesus mm. name lord i just thank you that you like a mighty rushing wind and like a way that you would raise up a standard yes of fatherhood and experiencing the love of a father in the hearts of those who hear this word, Lord. So I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for for releasing that today in your name. Amen. I heard that. Amen. That's one of the things that the school of the prophets touched on that I just got back from is that God's raising up fathers to the fatherless. Mm -hmm. It's such a powerful thing. And even as they talked about it, I could already see multiple people 
talking about what you're talking about from all different streams because God is breathing on the fatherless in this season because fathers shift families, they shift communities, they build identity. And that's what I love about you guys that you father and mother people, even as you have people fathering and mothering you. It's beautiful in the kingdom. Isn't it great? Because yeah. every every leader needs a father and mother and then they need to be fathering and mothering. Yeah, it's about restoration. Um, yeah. You know, what we may not have received. Yeah, we just release restoration over their hearts and minds. And I loved what Chris Balaton said. He said that, you know, he didn't have that, but he was able to steward and father well. So I'm just saying, if you're on here and I feel like somebody's condemning themselves at, at the kind of father that they've been, so just repent before the Lord and let go of that condemnation. Just say, Lord, just forgive me. I haven't been the best father to either spiritual sons and daughters or natural sons and daughters, just say, I repent. Whoa. Just say, I repent for the choices I made as a father or, or not being, you know, just whatever it is, whatever the enemy is trying to throw at you, like accusations, just say, I repent. Mm -hmm. I forgive myself. I let go of condemnation. Whoa. And I just receive your grace to be a better father. Because I, I really think to be a good father or mother, we have to get the glory. <laughs> we have to have Holy Spirit. And we have to have time with dad in heaven. Because I'm a much nicer person when I tell my daddy all my stuff. <laughs> but that's just the way I, that we roll, right? Yeah. Because out of, out of the overflow, it's like what you said. So if you're on here and you just repented of that, just just ask them. Let's just release the glory again. I just release the glory and the presence of God. We just do it together in unity. Just be just be refilled. Yeah, my husband's typing a, a great thing. He will not leave us in orphans. The Bible said he will not leave us nor forsake us. I love that verse. You know, John 14, 8. Yeah. So we just continue to release the presence. I just feel it really thick right now because somebody really needed to forgive themselves for things they did as a father. So I just want to let the glory minister to their heart right now. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Holy Spirit. We just say more. We just bless and declare that you are a good father, that you're not going to come into the lives of the enemies anymore. And that we just declare over you that you are a good father and that is the truth. And that you, we declare whoever under the sound of my voice just, just repented and, and, and just stepping in. We just bless your, your fathering skills and even the people that, that didn't have it. We just bless that God is going to so work with you and the Holy Spirit that you're going to be able to move in sync with the Lord when stewarding your kids. That's basically what we're doing. We're stewarding our kids because they're gods. Yeah. So I just yeah. thank you, Lord, that, that you're moving on people on how to steward their children well i mean i've made mistakes i have older kids i've made terrible mistakes and had to repent and ask for forgiveness and but it's a new season and, and you're in a new realm with god and you learn to say okay god i've made mistakes in the past there's only one true perfect parent and it's jesus <laughs> i mean I, I still think that even as you as you could be like the most perfect parent in the world wait till they hit teenage years and then they're going to say the only perfect parent is jesus <laughs> so i just i just love that god's breathing on fatherhood because it's so needed in this hour i see it more and more prevalent but uh i'll go ahead and let katie share because uh, I want to be able to have a few moments to pray for people, anything else that he shows us. But Katie, share on um, your the way you, because I know you're a mom and you're busy and you lead multiple things and you're a great wife to Nick and you, you guys really honor each other in marriage and honor each other in ministry. So how do you get to do and steward your quiet time that um, allows you to cultivate the glory? 
Yeah. I you have one child. I forgot to share that yeah. young child. How old is she now? He's ten months and we have another ten one months. on the way. Got another uh, one they're on basically the way. a year apart. So Yeah, a year apart. So I know a lot of moms might need this little yeah. tip that you give them. <laughs> I used to say a statement a lot back in the day. I used to say, I'm running out of time. I don't have mm. time. Uh, there's not enough time. I didn't have enough time. I used to say that all the time. <laughs> it, <laughs> when I, and I thought, like, if you think about it, then you actually have a kid. And you're like, oh, wow, that statement oh, could have been used a lot now rather than before. Because now you really are. Oh, I'm oh. so valuable. But now mm -hmm. it's I shifted my perspective on it. Um, I mm. find time with him throughout the entire day, the moment I wake up. Come on. If I'm doing Come laundry, on. I will find him in my laundry. <laughs> Come on. Being Avery, I will oh, find her in my, in feeding. I will find the Lord in feeding her. I, I try to good. find him in every moment that I have, because if I don't, then I actually won't have any time. And so, Come on. I mean, obviously I read my Bible. I spend time with him alone or quiet time or whatever, but that's not every day. Sometimes yeah. I find a moment alone to do that because for me, I have to have focused time or else it won't get done. Uh, I get yeah. distracted by noise too much, people walking around. I, I have to have like headphones in, no one around to focus. And I realize that's just not realistic <laughs> every day. Yeah. So Come on. I do, if I'm putting my makeup on, I will just think about him, reflect on him. If Avery is teething and she's kind of wanting more of my attention that day, I'll pick her up and just put worship music on and we'll worship together and. Um, Nick and I do a lot of our alone time with God in the car. We process a mm. lot with the Lord in the car. And so uh, Amen. anywhere you can find it, get it. Because you're going to, if you don't, you'll feel like you don't have any time to spend with him. And it's absolutely yep. true. You have 24 hours a day to do. Yep. And so it's true. Do find, find a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, medium. That's yeah, I actually, that's such a funny thing that you brought that up. The Lord pressed on me, and it was actually confirmed through you, April, you and Dodie. Um, the Lord showed me that I needed to start a social media page dedicated to um, what the what the standard of a mom actually should be. And it's definitely Come on. A, a daughter of God. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I feel like the goal of the page is to take back what the stereotype of a mom is. A lot of social media presents moms as... Um, mess you know we're messy we're tired we're exhausted we run out of good things to say because we're irritated we're you know we're we're very flustered yeah so true all these yeah, things the way society yeah, yeah yeah or they make fun of the complete opposite which is like oh so and so has it all together you know she can put her makeup on and go grocery shopping which is so funny because i'm thinking what none of that even matters <laughs> let the mom just be the mom, do whatever it takes you know to raise your family so Amen. this page is dedicated to taking back the standard of what God calls us mothers to be, God calls us daughters to be, mm. us wives to be. And so it's really, it's a really slow start for me just because I don't use social media a lot. Um, I post for my mm. own private page, but to actually come up with like tangibly making like posts and videos, it's so yeah. foreign to me. So, um, but I really do, I want people to know their identity is in Jesus. And um, we say a lot of things that we've just learned throughout the years, like I'm a mess, I'm tired or terrible twos stuff like that and yeah. i want to proclaim those things over my life my family my yeah it's come on just power and words really, right yeah we we carry yeah. life and death and so if avery isn't feeling good i don't say oh she's sick she's this yeah yeah Are come you on life and death yeah I, I kind of speak the opposite 
you want to feel better? Let's pray for you. Are you okay? Do you need, do you need a hug? You know, I don't say you're fussy. Mm -hmm. You're, br I will never, you're a brat. I don't know why we speak that over our kids, but yeah, it's come just on. like, do you need some love right now? You know, I, yeah. I take yeah. back, do the opposite and kind of take back our words and, and use them wisely and, and just be kingdom everywhere we are. And uh, someone told me, yeah, you know, I usually see moms like when they give birth and they're new moms, they kind of hang out in the back of the church and they don't really get mm. to focus or be a part of service or nothing's really catered to them. If they're just trying to put mm. children down, you know, so the rest of the congregation yeah, yeah. can get, can get theirs, you know? And uh, I just thought, you know what? I'd love to be able to just have something that moms can sign into really yeah. like, okay, if your kid's screaming, screaming in the back, that's okay. <laughs> you know, and just, yeah. Come on. and just get ministered and blessed. Um, and so, yeah, that page, we'll see what it evolves to, but right now. Yeah. Yeah. As I'll say, I feel such a weight page. on that. So I can't wait to see what God does. If they want to follow your page, I know you're in the beginning stages of yeah. it. Who knows? You may mentor people online. You may have a private following that you right. do like once a week. Where can they follow you as of now in the beginning stages of that? I'm only, I only felt led to do Instagram. So you can't okay. Facebook. So with Instagram, it's media.mom. Okay. You'll see, like, it's like a pink, yeah, yeah. pink flower look. You, you, you can feel such a weight because there's such a, a need for young mothers to be encouraged. Yeah, definitely. And you're, you you guys are natural encouragers. I felt such a weight on the spirit. Even on Instagram, I think you can do just, like, two-minute videos. Yeah, absolutely. So even, yeah, yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome for you guys. I was going to say I, earlier, if um, I really felt when you guys were hitting the father, the father mm -hmm. death, um. I heard abandonment. I a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Call it out. Abandonment. It out. But it wasn't as far as like feeling lonely. It just didn't. It was more of abandonment as not provided for. And so I sent. Wow. There were people struggling with um, their first call wasn't calling God for help. But it was to call yeah. man instead because they felt maybe too scared to approach him or didn't want to feel like he would mm. ever fail them wow. or that he wouldn't yeah. answer the phone. Um, so instead, they'd rather just ask man for help but mm -hmm. then they realized that they backtracked they just kept getting abandoned felt abandonment mm -hmm. and like man, wow. man like the world um and so i just want to speak to abandonment that you are not alone you are not abandoned in the name of jesus yeah um you just come out of agreement with that yeah you're, yeah you're listening he's there he is your provider mm -hmm. you don't need yes. to be a beggar you don't need to seek out um the world for your help that jesus is right there and he will answer every single prayer and he will answer your heart's cry. Um, you've relied a long time on people and it seems like just disappointment has been stemming from that. And so um, I just yeah. release freedom over you to, to go ahead and knock on your father's door and he will answer and you're going to have such a huge breakthrough. In the Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, I, I, I know you guys, uh, have an amazing dinner to go to tonight. Yeah. So I want to honor your time, but uh, I know God is birthing a lot of things in you guys that I won't share yet, but it's exciting. I just want to thank you for being leaders of authenticity and honor and what you're cultivating in your marriage. Um, is there any words of knowledge? Is there anything you guys feel like we need to release before we, I know, I know we've been doing it the whole time, but <laughs> in anything else that you guys need to share um, at this time? Um, I, no, I'm, yeah, I wasn't seeing it. 
really think the father is okay. really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I really yeah. felt like the same thing. I felt like God was just healing the fatherless yeah. at, at this time and, and cultivating the glory. Um, yeah. But I, I just want to honor you guys for coming on in here. And I can't see, I can't wait to see the finished product of all the things he's <laughs> brewing in your life. And, and do. <laughs> what's next for you guys in the next season? Thank so uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be even even new levels of glory coming over both of you guys if you say that's what i love you say yes to everything that he says yeah so i just want to bless you guys with that thank and thank uh, thanks for coming on here and yeah, sharing the nice. glory story yeah. go ahead yeah, you're fine. Yeah, thank you so much yeah thank we feel you. honored yeah yeah no sorry we we're saying we feel yeah we feel honored yeah oh yeah. hopefully i'll see you guys soon and be blessed and tell everybody uh Keep going after the glory over there, and hopefully I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> All right, have fun. Love you guys. Love you guys. And everybody, that is another glory story for you. So I would just like to challenge you on the different things that you heard my guest talk about on the glory today to just get alone with God and ask Him to help you cultivate His presence in your everyday life and see what kind of glory story that God wants you to be a part of.